Welcome, dear listeners. This is the Dr. Metal Podcast, another surface where I try to spread my thoughts on metal culture, subculture, and its connections to art, religion, history, and mythology. My name is Janos Fejes, historian of religions and aesthetician from Hungary, with a PhD in literary and cultural studies. I am currently speaking to you from New York City, from the headquarters of drmetal.home.blog. Please look for the same name, Dr. Metal, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well for additional content. Please remember not to write it with a C, but with a K. Let us start today's episode. Today's episode revolves around a yet disbanded band called Necros Christus with a keen interest in the underworld of the ancient Near East. The band originating from Berlin is one of the superstars of contemporary occult metal underground that could achieve a fame and respect that it is hard to find in recent years occult tumult with a career consisting of numerous demos, EPs, one live recording and only three LPs. But first of all let us take a short look on the past, present and future of the group. original member of the band since 2001, the year of foundation, is Mate Gerike, also known as Morse Dalosra, who is responsible for lyrics, vocals, guitars and other string instruments, for example sitar and keyboards. We may say that the band Necros Christos, which means Dead Christ in Greek, predestines itself even by the choice of the name, is his intellectual achievement. The subgenre could be named as death metal, but in the meaning of a slower, more atmospheric, atmospheric pursuit, and not the technical side of the mentioned style. The sound of the band is obscure with a certain taste for crypts, highlighted with a cultic interest in death, not entwined with suicidal tendencies, but with a search for secrets pursuing the end of current existence, that is an exit and an entrance to another dimension as well. So death metal classification may not be enough, which is expanded with the echoing rollings given a distant ritual atmosphere for the music. Thus we may name them in a parallel with ritual back metal as ritual death metal or necromantic death metal. The greatness of the band is shown by their approach towards death metal, lacking the absurd and horror cliches, replacing those with spiritual sources from the ancient and far east together with the Kabbalic traditions as well. The structure of the album strengthens this assumption as the full-length songs are divided with short, in many cases instrumental pieces entitled as Temple and Gate, listed with numerals, for example Temple 3 or Gate 4. These are forever reminding us to the mystic setting of interdimensional door and cultic actions. The first LP works with typical anti- or upside-down Christian motifs, for example the evil Jesus and the crucifix, the Golgotha, Judas, the Eucharistic sacraments and the opposites of those. Nevertheless, we find numerous interesting pieces here too, like the song In Lamb with Ereshkigal, Temple 5, that refers to the underworld queen of Mesopotamia. The love which bounds us to Ereshkigal is death itself, what is the gate to a new beginning, what is the end as well? Creation and death at the same time, the ancient dance of Eros and Thanatos. Musical and lyrical development could be witnessed from album to album. Doom of the Occult from 2011 is maybe the peak one in regard of sound, creating a deep catacomb feeling that is still unapproachable. The title and the cover is in harmony, giving the true meaning of the word Doom. We see a pyramid, 
Greek pillars and the Persian city that is spectated by a sole person in the bottom left corner. We may assume that the people of the city pursued occult practices that brought them destruction. The original artwork that was used as an inspiration of the album cover is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah by John Martin. It is clear that the left side of the painting is presented on the cover, but may give us a hint on the witness, the wife of Lot, who became a pillar of salt by taking a glance on the fury of God. The cover cuts off the fleeing family, showing the inevitable devastation. 23 tracks are present on the recording, 14 as a type of gate or temple, dividing the 9 songs from each other. The gate pieces are mostly played with the sitar, while the temple ones are with organs, showing a symbolical east-west unity in spirituality. In the lyrics we can see clearly this unity or transition, showing a palette of variety from Indian mythology, the Egyptian cult of the dead and the Old Testament. I would like to examine four songs representing this eclectic approach. The song Baal of Ekron is known from the Canaanite pantheon, mostly as a negative figure in the perspective of the Old Testament. The Philistine Baal is present here, an enemy of Yahweh, through the glasses of the Old Testament. In an ironic manner, he presents himself, living in Tehom, the bottomless abyss, urging his believers to build a temple for him that is a sanctuary of death. The pair of the aforementioned song is Hathor of Dendera, speaking of the Egyptian goddess Hathor. Besides her motherly and fertility aspects, Hathor is known as well for being a psychopomp, a deity responsible to escort the freshly dead soul to the underworld. Connected to the deceased, the goddess is the expert of necromancy as well, such as the Witch of Endor in the song Necromantic Nun. The Witch of Endor is a necromancer in the Bible, the first book of Samuel. You can find some stuff about her from verses 4 to 25. The typical scenery drawn up by bones, ghosts, seals, stones and spells lets the dead itself speak with an almost monotonic, chantic, musical form in this song. The magical ritual scenery is shown in a rather low-key manner during the live performances of the band, as it could be witnessed on any live recordings of the band found on YouTube, covering the back of the stage with a geometric seal with heavy letters and almost decipherable Kabbalistic motif and in the form of the frontman's stage clothes. The last piece to highlight is Doom of Kalima, Pyramid of Shakti Love, Flame of the Master Shiva, that's one song's title, which mixes in the title and the lyrics to three figures of Hindu mythology. Kali is a destroyer, Shakti is the creating power, and Shiva the one who is responsible for spinning the wheel of the samsara. The song, ornamented with Sanskrit quotations, revolves around the problem of procreation, maintaining and sustaining life, and the destruction of all, presented in an unstoppable wheel. The Nine Graves EP from 2014 is worth some words as well. The length of the recording would make it a full-length album in case of other bands, consisting of nine pieces, five instrumental short ones and four songs, that follows the line drawn by Doom of the Occult. The first full piece, Blackbone Crucifix, gives us the insight to a witch's sabbat with typical motifs within the Mediterranean scenery. It is important to note that they are only not the career of the band, but in the perspective of history the problem of necromancy is mostly connected to women, showing the topic once again that life and death are inseparable. Both musical and lyrical inspiration is underlined with a short homage for the band Coven with a portion of their original tune.
The ultimate album of the band, The Madden Doxomadden, was released in May 2018. The third monumental recording consists of three discs, the runtime of almost two hours. Agnostic reference could be found in the title, referring to the arrival of the Ion, the god of time. Gnosticism, meaning having knowledge, is a collection of religious ideas and systems which originated in the late 1st century AD among Jewish and early Christian sects. These various groups emphasize personal spiritual knowledge, known as Gnosis, above the orthodox teachings, traditions, and authority of traditional religious institutions. Viewing material existence as flawed or evil, Gnostic cosmogony generally presents a distinction between a supreme hidden god and the malevolent lesser divinity, sometimes associated with Yahweh of the Old Testament, who is responsible for creating the material universe. Gnostics consider the principal element of salvation to be direct knowledge of the supreme divinity in the form of mystical or esoteric insight. Many Gnostic texts deal not in concepts of sin and repentance, but with illusion and enlightenment. Turning back to our topic, in the Gnostic context, the title of the last record, The Madden Doxomadden, is a portent of a cosmic destruction. What if we compare with the statement of the band to be their final album is the end of their microcosm? According to the occult premise of As Above, So Below, this macrocosmic and microcosmic cataclysm is almost Nietzsche-like. The horror of existence could be extinguished by death. I hereby would like to thank this talk to Shandor Bajanyi, my mentor, for reminding me of it. In this regard, Necros Christos bearing the death and not the resurrection of Christ in their name is equal with the true Dionysian art, which faces the horror. Maybe it is pointless to take out certain songs from the composition, but we should mention that the Exodus, the Keys of Solomon and the Ten Commandments, Old Testament and Kabbalistic concepts are present, but altogether drags us to the mystery of death. Remembering the thoughts of Rudolf Otto, this deathly affinity is the Mysterium Tremendum et Fascinans in one single constellation. Mysterium Tremendum is the frightening experience of the divine that is so strange and huge that it can only affect fear, while Mysterium Fascinans is the fascination in this overpowering greatness of the divine that draws us closer to it by its presence. The art of Necros Christus is a dance. In the lines above we could see that death, with a capital D, and femininity are interconnected. Hot Horde, the Witch of Ender, etc. are sources of life and death at the same time, that is not the theory of the band, but the result of history of religions throughout millennia. Beneath the Kabbalistic references, the constant birthday cycle is present, giving place for the Indian parallels as the samsara is hidden in the final truth. Thus life becomes the constant cult of death, not worshipping dying, but to search for the spiritual, intellectual, impenetrable, yet occult, Nietzsche-like horror of existence, non-existence and other life. The band can be Gnostic as well if needed. In the Gnosis, the god we knew is only a usurper who touches humanity to the matter from what we can only be free if we find the real truth. The neck romance of Necros Christos is not the denial of life, but the acceptance of death and the recognition of that it is only a door to another world and not the end of the line. Endless affinity and endless horror, tremendum and fascinance as it is stated in the Old Testament about love. For love is strong as death, jealousy is cruel as the grave. Song of Solomon 8.6 <laughs> Thank you for joining me in today's analysis and mental travel into the world of metal and its culture. 
Thank you for your attention and interest. If you wish to get instant notification about new episodes, please follow the podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Please remember to look for the different social media services of Dr. Metal. Each and every one of those could be found in the Linktree link at the description of the podcast. There you can find contact info, etc. All feedback is appreciated. Thank you very much. Next time, I will wait you back.